welcome to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. The Whole Nine Sports Podcast is a podcast hosted by Dylan Sanders and myself and Brendan Olson, the co-founder of Whole Nine Sports, which since this is the first episode, I'll let him tell you exactly what Whole Nine Sports is. Co-founder, you bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> he is the founder of Whole Nine Sports. Uh Whole Line Sports is a place where we'll be bringing you new content on a daily basis for your favorite college and professional football teams and players. I'll just be honest, uh, the co-founder mixed up with co-host, if you couldn't tell. That's all that happened. I stand by my statement. (laughs) (laughs) That was, okay, so this is how it's going to be. So today, we decided it would be fun to go through a little... A draft of some sorts where we're going to be each be talking about one player from each position that we think you should watch out for this season, the 2020 college football season. And I will be starting off with quarterback. So the quarterback that I'm choosing is Shea Patterson out of Michigan. One of the most polarizing quarterbacks in this 2020 class. He's been very inconsistent in his career, but I'm interested to see how he'll perform with another year under Harbaugh. So I'm excited to see how he goes, and especially losing Karan Higdon. Chris Evans is having academic troubles, so their running game could be a question, putting more pressure on him to carry the Michigan offense. Yeah, um, Shea Patterson is a guy, I know coaches love him, so that always goes well in his favor, but I mean... Chase Winovich doesn't. Did you not hear that interview with Chase Winovich? I did not Chase hear Winovich, that. Uh, Stick to Football did an interview with Chase Winovich, and they do a word association game where it's just they'll say something that the interviewee doesn't know uh, they're going to be spoken about. So, and when they got to Shea Patterson, Chase Winovich said no comment. Oof. That's a big oof. Yeah, so not everybody loves the guy. I remember coaches liking him or something. I don't know. Sue me. Um, but I don't know. I think I think he should have a good season. The Michigan offense has not been a very amazing one as of late. But I I always like watching Michigan play. Um, so I don't know. They always, they always seem to have at least one interesting storyline going for them. So I was like, oh, whatever. I'll put on it. And I was one of the few people last year that I was actually really excited to see him play. And I was positive with what I saw. He was just inconsistent. I wrote about him on All Saints Considered as a guy that I think that the Saints would love to have. All right, so I guess we can uh, we can move past Shea Patterson and go over to my pick for quarterback. That's going to be uh, the Stanford giant, K.J. Costello. I mean, he has the NFL size. He had a good season last year, but I've, the main reason I'm watching him is to see how he handles the entire Stanford offense be retooled because they lost everybody. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he can repeat a good season. I mean, he was ready to go out of the. I think he was ready to go out of the NF, go out of college after one season at Stanford. But I mean, not like he himself was ready. Like he wanted to leave but didn't smartly, even though last season was a really bad quarterback class. I don't think he would have been drafted. You know, he, um, he's super efficient. That's what, that's my favorite thing about him. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes, 
the only thing is I'm not sure if he'll ever really be the guy. And, I mean, we'll see that this year because he has to be. He has to be. They have a really tough schedule and a whole new offense. So it's the main reason that why he interests me. Like, I, I, lo- I like watching him play, so I'd, I want to see him succeed. He has all the tools to succeed, uh, like, in his personal game. I just it'll be interesting to see how he has uh, how he handles this season. Uh, so I get the first pick now, and the my pick for running backs is going to be none other than the Washington star Jonathan Taylor. Man, I just love watching him play football. He does everything so so well. I think except for catching the football, but they don't really. I don't think they use him very. I mean, not that he does bad. I don't think they use him in that regard very much, unless I'm blanking but he led the fbs in rushing yards last year and i think he'll do it again this year one interesting thing he did play track this semester and he he himself said it'll he thinks it'll definitely help him improve his running style even more like in the nfl like gaining gaining power running he thinks it's it's even better than last year which i don't think was a problem for him at all no it wasn't and uh he's got that great wisconsin o-line um, my biggest thing with him has always been and will continue to be, he's got so much tread on those tires. He's got 622 touches from scrimmage in his career already. Two Yikes. years. Yeah, that's a lot. I, I said a while ago that NFL teams, I think they're going to shy away from that. He's a top two back in this class, probably. Right with Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Um, but I don't know. I think teams are going to be scared of him. That's understandable. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully he doesn't fall the, uh, Bryce Love route and just really fall off after, uh, Heisman contending season. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit disappointing to say the least. Uh, I'm going to go to a guy that I don't think he's the guy in this year's class, but I definitely think he's one that people should be paying attention to. Larry Roundtree, the third out of Missouri. When I was watching Drew Locke, Larry Roundtree kept stealing my eyes and he kept taking my attention away from Locke, which doesn't happen when I watch film. I tend to just stay focused on who I'm watching. But Larry Roundtree was just so exciting for me. And I think he's going to sneak up to be a top three running back in this class. Uh, I see a lot of Kareem Hunt in his game, his build. Everything about him reminds me of Kareem Hunt, so I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah, I uh, actually didn't watch a lot of uh, Missouri film, but the little that I've seen of Roundtree is very interesting. Uh, I think he could. Yes, there's always you know there's like two or three running backs that no one talks about going over to the draft, but always end up getting drafted by the Seahawks in this in this first round. And I think if maybe even Roundtree could uh could be that. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, moving on to receivers now. I took Jeff Thomas out of Miami. Uh, the first time I watched him play was two years ago versus North Carolina, and he didn't have a ton of catches, but he had a hundred ish yards and a touchdown and then last year uh people will know 
as they listen to this, or if you already know who I am, then you will know this about me. Big Toledo fan, watched him decimate their secondary. Uh, he had five catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown, and he just, I, I was shocked with how he dominated them with Malik Rozier at quarterback, by the way. Yikes. <laughs> um, I remember watching Miami versus LSU last year, um, and I just remember watching him, and I was like, who's Jeff Thomas? Because I didn't really know much about him before the game. But after watching him play and some of the catches he made, I was like, well, I guess I got to look into him. And man, he's super fun to watch. Yeah, no, he's he, whew, he's going to be something special in the league. He can run. He can catch. He can return. He'll find a role, and he will succeed. I'm sure of it. I I definitely I have no qualms about you saying that. I I think he's going to be he's going to be awesome. He's also he's not like a he he doesn't have like a huge size, but he's basically just Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason that uh that he'll drop off a little bit is because he's smaller and uh he got dismissed I guess from Miami last year. But then he came back this year since they got rid- since they changed coaches. So I think people are going to question that. But I mean, I wouldn't put- I wouldn't look into it too much. I don't think it's a huge deal. Speaking of wide receivers that steal all of the attention on the field, uh, do you watch a lot of Oklahoma State football? Does anybody? <laughs> uh, I actually really enjoy watching Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, but have you watched any Tylen Wallace? Oh, I definitely so. have. <laughs> okay, good. Because Tylen Wallace, whoo, boy, uh, man, he's like, this is a crazy wide receiver class, just like last year. I love a lot of it, but man, Tylen Wallace is very high up on my board. <laughs> um, I, I just, he does everything so well. Um, like he's great speed, great catches, Super fun to watch. Like he's not really super like talked about, but I think he could end up at the top of the wide receiver class this year with another impressive season. That's not going to be easy to do with guys like Jerry Judy around, but uh, <laughs> I could definitely see him in the top three. Last year in the Oklahoma offense, Oklahoma State offense, he had 86 catches for 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. I know it's a high-powered offense, but that's nasty. You know, I don't care what offense you're in. If, if you're averaging that, like, 17-ish yeah. yards 17.3. And 12 touchdowns, you're you're productive. It's not just that offense. You can be productive in the NFL easily. And he had a he had one rush for a touchdown as well. Oh, okay. One rush total or just... One rush total. Oh, okay. One so rush, and it was he a touchdown. He scored every time he ran the ball. I'm just saying Oklahoma State. <laughs> I'm just you might saying. want to look into that. <laughs> he's, a, he's a wide receiver and running back. Um, So, moving on to tight ends, I have another guy, um, like your boy Jeff Thomas, even though it's weird. It's a weird comparison, but they're undersized, <laughs> I think. And uh, But, man... Uh, Grant Calcaterra out of Oklahoma is a super fun receiving threat. 
he needs to put on some weight. He's like 6'4", 220, and he, uh, he's, he needs to put on some weight so he can be more productive in the blocking game, I think. But he his play style is going to be very well complemented by Jalen Hurts um, because Oklahoma decided to go for a transfer quarterback this year, which is way out of their tool zone. So wow, I don't know why they done, decided. They've never done that. I don't know why they would ever think that would work. It's definitely not. Like he he won't win a Heisman <laughs> for sure. No, never. I mean, they've never had a quarterback win a Heisman. I don't. I don't think. And he definitely uh, will be the first pick next year. Yikes! Uh, he, that's true. <laughs> but if he if he puts on some weight, he could uh, he could definitely be a serious receiving threat in the NFL. Yeah, I I like his game a lot. I'm actually a little worried about him with Jalen Hurts, only because I don't trust Jalen Hurts at all and i'm not a fan of his game i i think i'm gonna have like a heart attack watching some of the plays he's going to make when i'm watching the big 12 this year uh i just i don't know i really have no idea um oklahoma just seems to have some sort of like potion they give the transfer quarterbacks to make them gods yeah it's called lincoln riley is your head coach that's it it. i i have never been impressed by jalen hurts at all but the fact that he's with lincoln riley now just has me thinking like you you never know you don't know he might you never know you never know oklahoma's gonna be yet again a super fun time to watch how they they always will be Moving on, we're looking at Michael Irvin the second out of Miami. I really tried to not double up on schools, and then I went and did it back to back with wide receiver and tight end. Uh, Michael Irvin, he stood out to me two years ago. He didn't play last year, got a knee injury in early mid August. Uh, missed four months. If they were a maybe a good team, he would have played in like the college football playoff, but no. They weren't. Um, but I think that him and Jeff Thomas are going to be big time weapons for Tate Martell because, you know, Tate Martell, he doesn't really like. He was not willing to work for the starting spot at Ohio State. And that worries me a little bit. But he's got some good weapons around him with Michael Irvin the uh, second, KJ Osborne, and Jeff Thomas. But I really think Michael Irvin II is going to be the guy for him underneath and over the middle because a good tight end is a young quarterback's best friend. I agree. I agree. He also has the namesake, which uh, I think his dad was good at catching footballs. He was I. <laughs> he was okay. I mean, he was no Charlie Tweeter, but he was pretty good. <laughs> Shout out to anyone who gets that reference. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you get that reference, at least? I mean, kinda? Do you know who Charlie Tweeter is? Charlie Tweeter is... No. (laughs) (laughs) Varsity Blues, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking a movie, but I was not thinking Varsity Blues. It's definitely Varsity Blues. The greatest football movie of all time. Don't at me. I don't want to at you ever. <laughs> the worst Twitter handle ever. Me? Yeah. Why? Dilly Sanders. Dilly Sanders? Listen. Yeah. 
I'm just capitalizing on Bud Light's marketing. I never. Have you <laughs> benefited from it though? No. All right then. So you're not. I just now. I'm too. I tried to. I'm too deep into it now to change. That's fair. Oh my god. All right. So let's just move on. We let's just, just move train on. has gone so far off the tracks. Uh, moving on, we're going to the big uglies on the offensive line. Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa is who I chose. I think he's one of, if not the top offensive lineman in the country. And he's running, Iowa runs a very pro-style offense. They're not like big, some big 12 offenses in the state of Oklahoma, maybe, where they question how offensive linemen will work when they don't have to block for 0.3 seconds before they throw the ball. Obviously, over-exaggeration. Uh, I think NFL teams are going to like Tristan Wirfs and like how he'll translate to the NFL. You watched a lot of Iowa ball. I, I watched a ton of Iowa ball. I watched every snap of Noah Fan's career. I watched a lot of Iowa. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I can trust you. You you've done this. You've done the studies. Um, so, so moving on, I guess we can go over to who is undoubtedly one of the best linemen in college, um, who just hasn't been playing recently because he was sidelined by a cl- blood clot in his lungs. That would be Trey Smith. <laughs> out of Tennessee. Man can ball. Um, whenever he was playing, he's insane. He's finally coming back to football. If he can stay healthy and find a way back to his level of play, he'll be a force in the SEC for sure and in the NFL for a long time. Uh, you just got to watch him play because it's just, it's just insane. Yeah, uh, plus he'll be playing as plenty of talented defensive linemen when he's in the SEC, so I don't know. If he comes back and he could perform well, fantastic comeback story. Everyone loves them. I'm I'm hoping for the best for him. <laughs> um speaking of fantastic defensive line uh talent in the SEC, we can go over to my pick for the defensive line. My boy, I met him at a bar once. Uh, sitting next to him, waiting for our drinks to be served. That that's relevant. Fred's has <laughs> Fred's has such bad service. I'm just just gonna show it out. Just gonna just gonna put it out there. Fred's has such terrible service. Don't go there. But I did meet Richard Lawrence there once. Uh, but back to why he <laughs> why you should watch him whenever he's whenever he's at his best, he's nearly impossible to stop. Like the boy can ball, but the only problem is he's not been too consistent at being at that level. Um, so if he can work on consist- con- consistency, like me being able to say that word, he will be one of my favorite D-line. Like, I think he could sneak into the end of the first round, even. Just, I mean, he could, he could go, he could go wherever if he can be at that top level for a long time this season and just stay there. He's going to be turning heads in the in the world of college football. And obviously, he just has the skill set to play anywhere on the defensive line. So, teams love versatility. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to bring up. His ability to be, his ability to move along the defensive line. I think he could work as a three technique, five technique, one technique. I think he's. I think that's going to he help. He plays him edge a, ton. a lot. He plays he plays on the edge as much as he plays on 
the inside. Yeah, I think that's going to help him so much when it comes draft time. I, I, I love Rashad Lawrence, and I know he's been outshined by a lot on the defensive on the defensive end because LSU has always has like these big name players that everyone else is focusing on. But this year it's him and Grant Delpit. And so hopefully he'll get the shine that he deserves. Speaking of someone looking for uh their time to shine, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn. He's fighting for playing time with Derek Brown and Nick Coe. So it, it's it's going to be tough, and that's why he's on my players to watch because when he's on the field, I think he performs pretty dang well. Uh, I just think it's going to be hard for him to consistently get on the field with Nick Coe and Derek Brown, but I think while he's on the field, he's going to be fantastic. Uh Staying in the same state, I'm going to Anthony Jennings on the edge from Alabama. I absolutely loved his film last season. And I was so excited for him to enter the draft. I had a second round grade on him, and then he went back to school. Which (laughs) I don't think was a bad choice, because I think he could be a top four or five edge in this year's class. And the best pass rusher in the SEC. Great choice for him. Um, and so staying in the SEC, because it just matters more. Um, it just that's, means more. That's true. Which was the both it just means more. <laughs> both. It's uh, we're gonna be talking about Jabari Zuniga out of Florida. Um, I think he has the ability, but if he wants to succeed at the NFL level, as much as he is at at uh, college, I think he needs to put on some weight uh, for sure. He needs to get stronger because, I mean, he's he's a good edge player in that he can definitely play both. He's more of a linebacker size, but if he can, if he can if he wants to play edge in the NFL and be a successful pass rusher, he just needs to. I think he needs to bulk up. It'll be interesting to see why I want to watch him. Is now that the focus is off of Jachai Polite. In that offense, in that defense, um, he's not going to be getting uh, as much double teams off of him. So I just want to see if he can produce at the same level. Yeah, and this is a Florida boy, so I'll let you talk about him. Yeah, he's supposed to be the guy this year on the edge. They lost CC Jefferson and Jakai Polite, which, by the way, way to butcher that name, Dylan. They lost C.C. Jefferson and Ja'Kai Polite, so he's got to be the guy that steps up this year. He needs to be the one, and uh, I hope he could do it. I just, I'm personally not sure if he can. That's why he's also someone that I'm excited to watch because he's got a lot. I like of watching people that year. aren't. I like watching people that aren't uh, like locked in as just gonna be insane. Like I want to, I, I like a story, you know. Yeah, that's boring. Don't give me Chase Young. Give me someone that I need to watch and see if they can make it. Which Chase Young also, I need, you need to impress me a little bit this year, just pointing out. I just, yeah, I mean, he's really high up on people's boards, I think, mainly because he's from Ohio State. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, what, I, have, what have you done, I'm, Chase? Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in love with him. Yeah, from all. what I've seen, he's not 
again. I don't I don't really completely get it. Uh he's Pretty been productive wrong. a bit, yeah, but um but now talking speaking of players who I like to watch play, um this guy produces already. But he's just man, I like watching freak athletes pay, play. So that's why I like watching Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson play uh play at linebacker. He's an insane athlete. I saw um he did his um he did a vertical and they compared it to the an NBA draft and he would have been the top vertical for players under six four in the NBA draft. Um yeah, he's and, freak. Oh, and have you seen the videos of him racing uh ETN? I have not. Uh he I think he beat him. <laughs> Oh in like God. a foot race, uh, he it was very close. It was insane. This man's a linebacker. Uh, he transitioned from safety, so he does have that. Uh, see, I know a lot of teams like uh, having their middle linebacker basically be a hybrid. Uh, he was a leading tackler, leading tackler on an elite defense uh, last year, and I think he'll do it again easily this year. Oh yeah, I'm excited to watch him play, and he does have that. That tweener label that a lot of people look at as a negative, but I think it's a positive. His versatility is insane. It does. I mean, his size, he's not like uh, Patty Fisher. Oh, yeah. No, he, <laughs> he's no Patty Fisher, but he's a tackling machine. Segway we got there. Uh, Patty Fisher's my linebacker to watch. He is a tackling monster. And I can't wait to see him just fly around, make great reads, and make great plays. He's not fantastic in coverage, but he's just... He will be that guy manning the middle of a defense in the NFL. He's got 227 tackles in his first two years in college. That's insane. It's ridiculous. He's going to be... He's going to be one of those guys that just... Like Zach Brown, how he just leads the NFL in tackles, even though people are just like, yeah, he's okay. That's going to be him. Except he's going to be the best player on Northwestern's defense this year. Best player on Northwestern this year. See, I'm liking that much. <laughs> uh, moving on from linebackers, we're going to the secondary. Uh, starting off with corners, we're looking at CJ Henderson out of Florida. He's the early cornerback one for me ball hawking corner that gets even sent off the edge to blitz he had three sacks last year um super sticky in coverage florida usually has their one secondary player every year at least that just shines and performs and they're versatile and i think that's cj henderson he's got great size too um it's not gonna be fun watching him play against lsu that's for sure why you guys just gonna run the ball 40 times anyway Oh, that's fair. Although, right, do you think we're going to get hit the five option against y'all this year? Maybe. I uh, didn't. Wasn't that Joe Burrow's first pick of the year last year? I think so, yeah. Good. I hope they do it again. Big sad. <laughs> it's it's always a fun time. CJ Henderson is a monster, that's for sure. But uh, no, he's not wait. my quarterback one. My quarterback one is Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Ah, man. He's so good. He's so good. Um, He has the speed, the ball skills. He can tackle. He's awesome. He has everything, I think. He is... Um, 
Let's see. He had, uh, yeah, last year he had four four interceptions for 126 return yards uh, because one of them was 100 yards. That play was insane. I love watching it at all times. Uh, he had four passes defended, six the year before, 41 tackles, two tackles for a loss, a sack. He's everywhere. You know, um, he's, I, he's another one of those guys that is just... Cornerback one is going to be a fun competition to watch this year. Plus, he has a great mindset from interviews, so coaches are gonna coaches are gonna love that. Yeah, Florida don't DBs know. don't really tend to do that too well. So, shout out Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah, love him, but big yikes! And it's real quick, just touching base on Chauncey Gardner Johnson. About a month before the draft. I had him in the first round in a mock draft, and someone told me that uh that he wasn't going to interview well, and that he has a bit of a I don't want to say an attitude issue, but a character concern. And I called them not not stupid, but I was kind of just like, "Get the hell out of here!" Like that's not you're completely wrong. Uh, yeah, they were right. I don't remember who it was that told me that, but. You was right. You got it. I think I think he went to the best possible team for that. All right, move on. But, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> the Saints seem to have a thing for fixing character issues. <laughs> I thought you were. Ta- I thought you were saying that uh, Florida because we love people with character issues. No, I was saying that he went to the best possible school for that. This, I mean, that too. But the Saints, <laughs> uh, the Saints drafted him, and they, uh, I mean, hopefully he goes the way of Eli Apple. Character concerns turned into a fighting attitude because I don't know what the Saints, what the Saints locker room does to people, but for whatever reason, everyone's mindset is insane, and uh, I hope I hope he benefits off of that. And he said in an interview. That he is excited to join that locker room, so I, I think I think he'll uh, I think he'll do great in the NFL. Even though he he got drafted, he got drafted in the fourth round. That's such a steal. Why are we talking about Why are we talking about Chauncey Gardner Johnson? Uh, but speaking of Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I guess we'll use this as a segue going into safeties. I know I literally just said don't I don't like watching people that are complete locks. To, to perform, but I mean, we literally can't talk about safeties without talking about Grant Delpit. God, he's one of the best LSU players I've seen play in a long time. Uh, not like not the best, but like in, in terms of like top tier, he's up there, and he's proving it by wearing number seven this year, uh, which has a great history. I mean, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Leonard Fournette, they give it to the best playmakers on the team. He's the easy, easy number one defensive back. He plays the safety. He plays coverage safety amazingly. Plays like a linebacker in the run in the run game. Man, he's super fun to watch. So I, you have to watch Grant Delpit at some point this season. Yeah, can't, yeah, can't miss out. I hate agreeing with you on this because the whole DBU discussion that happens in a college football but in this case absolutely right that grant delpit is db1 and i I actually when we were putting together this list i 
thought about just being like, no, just we'll talk about Grand Delphi at safety, and that's it. We won't even consider anybody else. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. That's all the the national conversation is going to be. Yeah, I just I didn't want to. I I, I would have felt like we cheated if we did that. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking about him a ton, so not going to get super in depth into him right now, but I am going to go a little bit into Richie Grant out of Central Florida. He's... There's other safeties in this class? No, actually. This guy's just a corner. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to listen to safety. Why not? Uh, <laughs> Richie Grant out of UCF is not a large man. He's six feet tall, 194 pounds. Um, but he can bang. He had 108 tackles last season. Three for a loss. He had six interceptions. Three more passes defended. He seems like a versatile piece that I'm not sure if he'll ever be a top safety. Like, he's not going to be Grant Delpit. He's not going to be Jamal Adams. Maybe he could be, like, the Marcus May to a Jamal Adams. Like he could just be that other safety that's still good. He's nothing close to his counterpart, or he could be a he could be a weak he could be a weak safety one, but I think he'd be a fantastic safety two in the NFL. Good comparison. Thanks. Worked hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for our um for our positional draft twenty twenty uh class to look out for thank you for listening to the first episode yeah if anybody has any other players that they think we need to look out for just let us know uh dylan is on twitter at dilly sanders i am on twitter at wns underscore brandon you can follow whole nine sports on twitter at whole nine sports speaking of bad twitter handles I don't like people who Twitter handles with underscores in them. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's too much work. I have typing it in on my phone. I have to press on that whole extra button just to get to your name. Does it not just show up when you type in WNS? I was just talking in general. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they, it wouldn't. It might not if someone is looking you up for the first time. I'm trying to help you out, man. <laughs> tough cookies for them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> with that, with that. On that note, have a good night, and thanks for listening. What are you doing? Hmm? Did you stop? Did you stop? Did you stop? I did not press stop.